0: And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good.
1: It was very good. It was very good.
2: Hello. Hi, friends.
0: Behold, hey, welcome back.
1: Here we are.
2: It's Oi, so good to I just to got filled you. with
1: joy just right then. I was really <laughs> lethargic until we said hello, and then I'm like, hey, this the is Holy fun. The Holy Spirit
2: came and just like yes. In, inserted the joy. That was a weird word. Let's move on.
1: Seven days, listeners. How are we all? I hope you're doing well. Yeah, I hope you're We're, going whether well. Whether you're in a listeners. car. Are you in a car? Are you on a walk?
2: Let us I know. I encourage you
1: if you're exercising. Yes. Good job. Keep good going. Good job getting out there. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> keep running that extra kilometre. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm Dan.
2: I'm Shush. And today we have the amazing... Lou! Yay!
1: Yeah! <laughs> Lou! So Louise.
2: Louise! Louise Matheson, who is in beautiful Brisbane. Not so
0: very beautiful today. Oh. If, you hear thund- if you hear thunder, it's. Yeah. Okay,
1: so nah, in, in, good. Stormy Not, in stormy
0: Brisbane. Stormy
1: Brisbane. Stormy <laughs> Brisbane. Now, Lou. Well, this is, yes. this is quite normal for the three of us to be online <laughs> together because you are a part of the same team that me and Shusha are a part, which is the Worship Arts team in yes. Australia, yes. based in Brisbane, obviously. So, look, this could get a little weird because we're a bit too familiar with each other, but we'll see what happens, <laughs> hey? It'll be fun.
0: It yeah, it feels like a normal day. Like, what project are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. Well, no. look, should we just get started? What we do... At the start Is just go straight in With some silly questions Fast Five It's called Lou I'm pretty Freedom. sure you know about it You ready yes. You ready for it? Let's do yes. it yes. Let's do yes. it It's a Fast Five It's a Fast Five It's a Fast Five It's a Fast Five It's a Lou
2: Lou, I'm really excited about these fast five questions. Should <laughs> <So, laughs> I be
0: really scared? No, no, it's good.
2: It's good. Okay, question number one. If you were the captain of a pirate ship, what would the name of your ship be?
1: Oh, that's good.
0: That's easy. It'd be the Brandywine.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: because I'm secretly a hobbit. So, uh, yeah, and the Brandywine River's in the Shire. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so good, good answer.
2: Yeah. Very good, very good. <laughs>
1: All right, Lou, what is the most embarrassing thing you have ever worn in your life?
0: Oh, where do I begin? Um, <laughs> oh, there have been so many. I re- oh, my goodness. Um, a dragonfly costume when I was small. No, that wasn't that embarrassing. Oh, it was pretty unattractive, but
1: um, no, it, was better when I, it,
0: it was better when I put it on my little brother a few years later. That was extremely good. Uh, apart from that, probably because I was a child in the 80s. So probably those ruffle rah-rah skirts. <laughs> yeah. That was that was the peak. The peak. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: cool. <laughs> I it, like yeah. that. That's Love coming around. Re- that's back in. Yeah, it'll come please, back. Oh, me. no,
2: please. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Once was enough.
2: All right. Question number three. If you could eliminate one food so no one could eat it ever again, what food would you destroy?
0: Ooh. Oh, gee. <laughs> Capers. 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 Yeah, that's so weird, isn't it? I just do not like them at all. Oh, really? no, 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 no. I take that back. Anchovies. They're worse. Okay. Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah. okay. There'd wow. be a lot of happy people if you got rid of anchovies, I reckon. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah Okay Lou Question four What If you were a character In a TV show Or movie mm. That you have already seen Like what's the character <laughs> That reminds you Of you
0: <laughs> I love this <laughs> I've already almost answered this Bill by Baggins <laughs> <laughs> Okay. If, if you watch The Hobbit, at the beginning of The Hobbit, there's this awesome scene, Bilbo's on his own having tea, and it's all quietly and peaceful, and then his doorbell rings and he just looks up at the camera as if to say, No, go away. Like, yes, yes. All the introverts who love the Shire feel that from yeah. Yes. Mm,
1: Bilbo. Yeah, Bilbo. I Bergen's, love this.
0: Yeah. Look at a the
2: theme emerging already.
1: Yeah, yeah. an
0: advent- adventure. I mean he, he yeah. doesn't initially want to go on the adventure, but then he yeah. does and it's the best thing ever. So yeah, this is totally me. You're speaking
2: to all the introverts out there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. And our fifth and final question is from one of our listeners, which is amazing. Uh, This one comes from Steve, which is very exciting. And he says that he's been an avid listener for seven days.
1: (gasps) Yes. Steve, well done, Steve. Well done,
2: Steve. (laughs) Thanks for being an avid listener. Uh, But he says, simply fold or scrunch.
1: Mm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't oh, mind answering, Luke, you're allowed oh, to say oh, pass. We're finding um, out all the nitty and gritty right now.
0: You know, uh, um, <laughs> both depending on requirement.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not And Look, also how much
2: toilet paper there is left on the
0: roll. That's you true. Know?
1: Yeah.
2: It's very true.
1: Yeah, That's a good answer.
2: Look, we've all. We, I feel like it's very relatable. Hey, you made it, Lou. Fast Five is oh, over. It only gets fuck. easier from here.
1: It's a Fast Five, it's a Lou. That was actually a pretty good Fast Five. I
2: really enjoyed that Fast Five. Yeah, that two. might be our best Fast Five yeah, yet.
1: I agree. All
2: right. All right okay. Well... Before we kind of really kick into it, Lou, we like Mm. to do uh, a little thing called Origin Story where Mm. we like our guests to, uh, I guess, give us a bit of a background as to how you came to know Jesus, number one, uh, and how you got to where you're at. So we know you, we've already said that you're part of our worship arts team um, on for the Salvos in Australia, and we love having you. It's amazing. We love working alongside you, Lou. Uh, but we know you've done some amazing things in your life, so we'd love if you could give us, a guess, a bit of a rough overview for maybe people who don't know you of what you've done, how you got here, and how you got to know Jesus.
0: Hmm. <laughs> uh, this could easily take the whole time. Um, I'll, Go try, for I'll it. try
2: to give you the macadamia size
0: nutshell rather than the um, <laughs> yeah, the jumbo. Anyway, okay, so... Um, I was pretty blessed. Um, I grew up in a family who knew God. And so from a very early age, it was natural to, for me to hear God spoken of and to in my household. Mm. My mother in particular, um, was a tre- she's, she went to heaven this March. So um, yeah, we're still sad missing her. But she, mm. she's a tremendous prayer warrior. And it was normal for her to pray, to sing, to just talk to Jesus as she walked around the house mm. and went about life. And so I grew up with that. Um, so i've always known that God was that he existed, mm. uh, and I'm not only known in my head but known in my gut mm. um that God is there, He is real, he exists, he is good mm. Mm. Um, and he loves me and he knows me um so I had that knowledge from a small child um I have an older brother and a younger brother and sister, and we all grew up in that space and to and for for all of us it's it's played out in our lives we all we all know god and Uh, although our journeys have all been very different um that I think that has always been an unfailing sort of foundation of our lives um for me personally um I can't remember an exact time that I began to know God personally mm-hmm. because of this journey, I guess. Um, when I was about seven or eight, I did the thing that, you know, because I, I figured, oh, people seem to be going and kneeling at the mercy seat and doing all the whole prayer thing. Okay, I guess I'll do that because I know God and I guess I should tell other people about th- that I know him. <laughs> so I did that. And um, then in due course, I became uh, – I got enrolled in, in – I uh, was at the time attending um, Albion, which is now Stafford in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also going – on uh, to one of their um, smaller congregations an outpost congregation at albany creek and so i was enrolled and i did the you know the various things that you do and um, as a young person growing up in the salvos um and um then so at albany creek there weren't very many young people there was really just me and my sister and a few other a couple of other people and toward the end of my high school time and you know you do all those sort of asking of questions and um while I knew all this stuff in my head and my gut it hadn't always affected my heart and the way I chose to live this out so it was I was in a sort of a place of ambivalence of um I know this all about God but yeah he was part of my life but not all of my life yet Mm. if yeah that's a way to say it I suppose and so um we had the wonderful Ron and Mary Weaver as our officers at this outpost they're lovely lovely saints um also now in Glory, and um, they said to me that I should look at, you know, maybe going to a place where there were some more young people, but also they told me to go to this Easter camp that was on, uh, it was just after I turned 18. And at that stage, I'd just started going to North Brisbane, which had just become a new core uh, in the north side um, at night time and connecting with some of the youth there. And so I went to this camp and I don't know which session it was, but I remember that this was the moment in my life when, God went from being just part of my life to being all of my life Mm. because Jesus said to me, not not in an audible voice, but in a way that was unmistakable, um, that I had to take action on, you know, that, that kind of thing where you can't ignore it. Yeah. It's like a spider in the room. That's, that's a very (laughs) bad analogy, but I hate spiders and this is not a hate. (laughs) I shouldn't tell you about an example where I hate something, but (laughs) if there's a huntsman in the room, I can't stay there. I have to do something about it. Um, and Jesus said to me, if you believe I am who you say I am, why aren't you living like it? <clears throat> why, why don't I make a difference to you? <clears throat> why are you like everybody else um, you know, instead of being my Louise? And so what are you going to do about that? <clears throat> and um, in a much more pleasant way than a huntsman in the corner, that would not leave my head. And so every day since then, I guess, has been a long, slow unpacking of what that means yeah. to, um, to be to be the Louise that God made me to be and only the Louise that God made me to be and for my whole life to be built around that and then everything um, else fits in the right place. So that that was sort of like the turning point of my young adulthood. Uh. Um, I stayed going to North Brisbane a little bit later. I met a handsome guitarist named Sheldon, Um, (laughs) (laughs) which is a whole other story in itself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and we got married when I was 21. So fairly young. Um, he's not much older, a couple of years older than me. And, um, yeah. And it's really funny. Um, you should never say never to God. Um, (laughs) because I said I would never get married young. I would never be a teacher and I I, I never be a music teacher I never be a never teach piano. Um I've always been a musician but I didn't want I don't know what I wanted, thought I wanted to do but it's like no I'll do something else more creative. And of course what have I done? I got married when I was 21. I spent several I'm still teaching piano occasionally not not at the moment but I was until recently. And um I was a teacher for 7 years so <laughs> never say never to God. It's a challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, Anywho, true. so yeah, I um I I went to the conservatorium after school, did piano, piano major, bachelor of arts, um taught piano, got married, um decided to go back and do my grad dip, and went and taught at high school. So I spent seven years teaching music, drama, performing arts, English, at a at a Christian school on the north side, which was awesome fun. I was their first performing arts teacher and started their performing arts department. And now I went back um earlier this year to see the latest musical it's staggering what god has done in that place and mm-hmm. to have have been a little part of their beginning journey was so exciting to see where they are now and that's genesis christian college shout out to all the genesis people <laughs> um, yeah yeah so um yeah so around the time when was around 2003 2004 god started giving me itchy feet about something coming um, and sheldon was at that time finishing his degree in music performance He's a singing. He's a singer, uh, singing teacher, opera singer, incredible. Um, and so we were looking at: do we go overseas and you know pursue his career and all this jazz? And um, we had so many options lined up, so many possibilities. And always, like at the it, it, the, the last, not the last, but the I guess the other option was always and anything else God says. Because it's like for both of us, is what does God want us to do? That's what we'll do. Mm-hmm. But please tell us. <laughs> so we sort of sat in this place for a long time of, well, we could do this or we could do that and we can, you yeah. know, we'll move in this direction until we hear otherwise. And then um, God spoke to us while we were at a conference and um, to Sheldon first, but then also to me about um, investing ourselves more into the Salvation Army to to work in, in worship and creative arts. Hmm. And... Um, so being the shy, retiring people that we were, we went we went to see Wayne and Robin Maxwell, who were the um, DCs of South Queensland, what was South Queensland back then, and more or less said, um, we'd like to work for you. And um, they were awesome. So they went away and, and, and did some planning and some some stuff. And long story short, that's where it began. And for the next 10 years, uh, Sheldon and I worked together, first in South Queensland and then in Queensland and then also in what was former AUE um in various teams and you know there was a lot of toward the end of that time there was a lot of restructure and change working towards Australia one um, so that, that was a very exciting time um, at times it was a very turbulent time toward the end of it it became quite difficult because things changed and um, again long story short uh, we've we, our roles finished at the in late 2016 and um, we had a big, a big break and went overseas for a few weeks a few months um, and then I started back working in Queensland again so it's kind of like coming around in a circle but on my own Sheldon um went on and did different things um and he he went back to to doing more teaching um and that was a really difficult I won't I have to be honest it was a really difficult time it's not the Mm. way we wanted it to be Mm -hmm. um but God has brought out of it I guess um a lot of lessons, a lot of lessons, right. and I think a lot of good things in the end, although there's still a lot of it, unf- yeah, it's, it's yeah, anyway, yeah. work in progress. So um, I've been in that space then working first for Queensland and then for um, the early stages of what became our team. Um, that's been another five years now, so it's just ticked over 15 years that I have been doing this kind of stuff in the Zalways, so... Yes. Woohoo. <sighs>
1: That's we got there. You did that pretty well. We that don't. wasn't like you, you didn't take too long. You did really... <laughs> oh, not too
2: long, really?
0: Okay.
1: No, that was perfect.
2: Cool. There's so many things to take out of what you just said, Lou, as well. Like I feel like that we could just unpack your story the entire mm. time. Like I felt like there were so many godly lessons in that we can all take. Like and I I'm just so inspired by you as a person. I'm gonna like Look at me, like, honouring in the beginning. We haven't oh. even got to the end yet. But you know what I mean? Like, I just felt like that there were so dope. many truths in that you were just speaking out. And I just loved hearing, I guess, your testimony. Even just mm. now, there were so many things, you know, like, from the part of my thank life you. to all of my life to, you know. Mm. Anyway, I'm
1: just very inspired over here. No, oh, thank you. I like that. Thank um, you. Also, something that stuck out to me was you spoke about, like, the relationship between the head and the heart, right? Mm. And there was a moment where it kind of – they spoke to each other, right? And that that made me think, like, I think as creatives especially – there's always those really defining moments where you're like okay like my head's telling like you know I've been studying music or I'm into this or um you know mm. and then there's that moment where it becomes a heart thing so Mm. I'm wondering if like obviously a lot of that focused as well on like your business side of things like your profession almost Mm. but like your personal moments of when music's met the heart in growing yeah. up? Like, were you actively <laughs> yeah. involved in when you were younger? Were you actively involved in worship settings? Or oh, was there yeah, a defining yeah. moments mm. and things like that? I wonder if you could touch on that a little bit.
0: Sure. There have been many. And it's interesting you say, yeah, heart and head. I, I find it's almost even heart, head and gut. You know, the, mm. the different translations yeah. of the... Um, the great commandments say, love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your mind and strength. Some say heart, soul, strength or heart, soul, mind. But for me that's, um, and there's a number of good translations of that, but um, that they, they are distinct things and sometimes mm. They, mm. you can feel the tension between them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, you well, yeah, um, sorry to answer your question, I'll, otherwise I'll get sidetracked. Um, <laughs> Sidetrack
1: away. We love sidetracks started, on this podcast. I started
0: playing piano when I was six and I started singing probably, just, just yeah, for fun, even because mum and dad were always singing around the place too they yeah. love to sing um so and my older brother is um a musician and he would babysit me by parking me in a bassinet under the piano so I kind of had no chance um so, so I was in singing company and stuff from childhood and I, I can't remember not being able to, the, the two things that shape my life are reading and music like words mm. and music and yeah. um after god that is and I can't I can't remember not being able to read and I can't mm. remember not being able to read music I was Mm. reading by the time I was three. I could read music by the time I was six or seven. And it's become like my natural language. Mm. So I I can't remember that a time that it wasn't... I can vaguely remember looking at the piano book and working out notes, but they always made sense. So And I'm aware that that's not everyone's journey. So um, it's just... I guess it's like learning another language in childhood, that if you are bilingual, you don't remember learning French and German or French and English. You just... You just do as yeah. you grow up. And yeah. I have the privilege that music was that language for me. Um, so it's always been part of my life. It's always been a natural part of my life to want to um, to sing and play. And and from about 12, I started writing. Um, I, I wrote poetry and stories and stuff before that, but um, writing music and writing songs from about 12 or 13, so on and off. Um I was quite involved in music in, in school um, as well as, yeah, as I said, at um, singing company. And then I started to play for singing company. Uh, I never played a brass instrument, so I'm one of those salvos who never did that. Um, oh, I, no, I lie. Somebody tried to teach me flugelhorn for about a year and it didn't go so well. That's not my, that's, that's not my natural dialect. <laughs> I'm a keys player and a singer. Um, I did launch into a little bit of woodwind. I can play flute and sax and stuff, but... Um, so, um, yeah, so I, I did various things w- with groups through, through that time. I didn't start playing for worship until I was about, uh, 14. I think actually, this is really cool. I have to tell you about this. Um, every, everyone who, um, is thinking about, uh, the next passing on to the next generation never underestimate the value of encouragement because mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for a gentleman called Fred Stringer and also for my officer at the time um, I think it was Janet Siddons it it may have been Miriam actually but um, hmm. Miriam was one of my early CEOs, and so was Janet I think it was Janet um, either Janet or Miriam um, and I had been coming to the core for a little while and she knew I played piano and Mr. Stringer was our regular core pianist at, at Albany Creek, this outpost. And he was going to be away for a holiday. And so they, um, CO talked me into playing for church one of these days. She said, I'll give you the numbers, you take the tune book home and you practice and you play. <laughs> and so I did all this. And um, um, then I think I did one and I can't remember if it went really well or really bad, maybe I blocked it from my memory. But then the second week... Um, mr stringer came back early from his holidays and he was there and i he walked in and i saw him and i said i don't need to play he's here and my my mother had been like no you do this and um the see i was like no i'm not gonna let you off you've practiced you do this <laughs> and so i sat there playing these three or four songs from the tune book yeah quaking and shaking and i could see him looking at me i'm like he's counting all the notes i'm playing wrong and he, he, he was kind of a stern looking man uh, in some ways and i'm thinking oh, i felt so scared and you know what, after, after that meeting, um, he said to me, it's so good that there's somebody else to play. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you played today and I, I don't have to do it all the time. I'm happy for you to have a go. It's nice that there's somebody here when, when I'm not here that you should play, you know, and he was encouraging mm. and he didn't bite my head off and tell me about all the mistakes I made. He just said it was good that I did it. And yeah since that day I have felt that burden of passing on that encouragement it's like if Mm. I can if I can share that experience with other people then there's nothing better to to let somebody know that we should all have a turn there's there's some young person just sitting there going I'd love to do this, but I don't know if I'm brave enough or uh, what will people say if I make a mistake. And if you're in any kind of position of authority or leadership uh, where you are in your in your congregation, you look for those people and you encourage them and you build mm. them up and give them a platform because when you are on holidays as an old retired person, they'll be the ones playing to cover for you. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's what you need. So that, that changed my life in terms of... Um, Music ministry in the church. Mm. From that point, I I played regularly. Um, how good oh, is that? Oh, oh sorry, it's Luke. just the fa- the value of encouragement. Yeah, yeah, go go. Don't let me just babble on. No,
2: I was just I was just <laughs> externally processing. Like, how wonderful that you know he made like they may never have known the impact that yeah. that had on yeah. you, yeah. but yeah. such a profound thing that you're still talking about to this day. Of like, this was a clear point in my life where things Mm, shifted mm. because of one person's small encouragement encouragement. i will never forget that yeah Yeah. and other things like learning from
0: um there was a guy i used to work with at a music shop he was not not a christian but um he he was a really good musician and self-taught played by chords and he taught me the first steps of learning to play by chords and by ear and then um, when i went to north brisbane i started accompanying the songsters um I think initially um, Rodney Ainsworth was playing for them and then he, yeah, he's like, oh, you, you, know, you, you can do this. And again, it was that kind of, I don't, I wasn't, pre-, he wasn't precious about that. He was mm. quite happy for me to have a go. Mm. And then for, for many years in that space, I ended up playing for worship uh, alongside the incredible, awesome, wonderful Barry Moore, who I absolutely adore, who is still part of our worship team at North Brisbane. Shout out to Baz. <laughs> uh, plays bass, plays keys, is one of the most phenomenal musicians I've ever met. Uh, his daughter Kylie is my best friend and sister-in-law.
3: <laughs> and um,
0: so there's, yeah, I've been, it's it's been kind of like he's this friend and mentor and now is almost part of our extended, well, is part of our extended family as well, which is great. Um, mm. But I learned so much from him about fitting music together and listening to people. And I accompanied the Songsters when he led them for a while and then also when Sheldon led it. And accompanying um, any anyone is a really valuable training ground for a piano player so if you're a piano mm-hmm. player and you've never tried a company, you should do it um because you learn it's not all about you and how fancy you are you have to serve a purpose <laughs> um and actually, actually for, for anyone in worship it's not about us we serve a purpose right mm-hmm. so it, it's um knowing your role as an accompanist and a servant and as a support for worship is so critical and yeah. i think learning to accompany And learning to to read and learning to play by ear and learning to listen and to be responsive. They're all lessons I learned through um, a multitude of musicians, through my time at the Conservatorium, through encouragement of other leaders, um, and through just a lot of hard work doing
2: it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And now, a celebration story. And
2: we want to recognise and throw honour. Because we want to share them on the podcast. If you have celebration stories, reach out to us. <laughs> <laughs> we will
1: honour it all.
3: Hey Dan and Shush, I'm coming to you from the land of Western Australia in the beautiful city of Perth and I have a celebration story for you. In early October 2021, the Perth Fortress Young People's Band and Timber Brigade did a Southwest WA revival tour. We visited 3 different corps in the southwest over 6 days, and what an amazing time we had. There was 25 of us on the trip, made up of young people as young as 9 through to early 20s. We also had a few young at heart helpers too. The real celebration is that the revival was twofold, within our own group as well as the places we visited. We have fantastic stories and highlights from each corps we went to, but I heard some awesome news from the Albany Corps recently. Since we completed our tour, one of the families that came and joined in has come back to church regularly. Another is that now one of the young girls who we connected with through our timbrels workshop gets up every Sunday and tells her grandma, let's go to church. This is surely proof that the Holy Spirit used us to bring some revival to a country court. Within our own group, one of our band members summed this up nicely as his overall trip highlight. He said that when we began there were three distinct groups within our overall group. Over the trip though, through our sightseeing but also working together for all our gigs, we came together as one. I absolutely agree with him. The best thing is that this has continued well after the trip. To see young people from different backgrounds come together to worship God in all settings, including in the rain, was just awesome. They all came out of their shells to spread the good news. We have an amazing group of young people at our core, and I see it as a privilege to lead the Wipey Band. If you wanna check out some amazing highlights, head to the Salvation Army Perth City Facebook page. There's a highlight video there for each day of the trip. Thanks guys, catch ya.
1: Woohoo! Wow. How is that? Thank you, Sam, for Thank dialling you, Sam. on in, you avid yes. listener.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I love that, and I love the unity this trip brought about, like unity in the spirit and the work, all all the stuff Jesus did. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Yes. We love that. It's super cool. Um, And also, I will add in here um, that Sam also wanted to give a shout-out to the YP Timbrel leader, Juanita Reynolds, who, without her, the trip wouldn't have been possible so we want to give a shout out to Sam to Anita and to everybody on that trip you guys are amazing and thank you for sharing with us we want to celebrate you
1: yes good job legends there is again there's so much to that (laughs) like I was just I was just thinking then like you've made so many practical and theoretical points already yes. that could help people, right? <laughs> yes. and, and something, yeah, like like you, you expanded on it a little bit even still, but the encouragement given isn't just for one generation, right? Yeah. Like like mm-hmm. I, I hear your story and I go, right, so, so he believed in you and yeah. you've seen that and that's the example you're now using mm-hmm. and now you in your role doing just what you do with your se- your personal self is investing yeah. in people of yeah. other generations as well. So yeah. so I think like we could expand just on that point for yeah. the next hour if we wanted, <laughs> but like just that is such an encouragement to people out there now. One, mm. it's not too late to encourage someone either. Mm. Like mm. like if you think – if you're retired, you're completely off the stage now and you're like, no, oh, I can't no. even no, be no, bothered no, 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 getting no. up there and doing it. You still need to be yeah. encouraging people in what yes. they're doing because that's just showing them an example of what yeah. they yeah. can be for other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good thing to take away from this. Yeah. Um, but obviously – You have a passion for that, Lou, Mm. and I want to honour that at the same time. Now, Mm -hmm. again, Shush said we'll get to honour later, so (laughs) I'll hold off on that. But I just think that's such a valuable point, like the generational effect that it has in encouragement in our church settings. And let's not beat around the bush. Within the Salvation Army, we've seen varying levels of success of that, right? Like. Yeah. And and we may have lost people in the yes. past because of lack of encouragement, but obviously there's oh, yeah. success stories mm. like yourself yeah. where it still is existing. Let's just constantly be, I guess, reigniting mm. that passion of encouragement too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, look, I, and I don't want to for a moment sugarcoat the painful experience of people who haven't had what I've had. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to be an idealist, and so I, I and I look back on my life and I look at the good things, but there have been times that there wasn't that encouragement, as you say, yeah. and I know like. Um, from something Sheldon said about some of his time growing up, he's he's had both of that as well some encouragement and some not encouragement. Um, and my siblings and other people, um, and I've seen it from, from many friends that, and I'm sure you all know that, and any worship leader out there knows the bless me if you can face um, that you look out at the congregation sometimes and there's people just sitting there with their arms folded, or in some cases their fingers in their ears. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, honestly, people, we can be better. We. <laughs> This is just, like yeah, I'm not, gonna love pull it, any pun- I'm not gonna pull any punches here. This is, no. So so you don't yeah. like it? Get get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't. You're, we don't always do get things the way we like them, and that's mm. that's the way it is. And I and I don't want to say that disrespectfully either, because I know it's difficult for some people to embrace change and new stuff and all that. But um, respectfully different, respectfully being different, and um, finding ways to communicate when things are challenged. Anyway, that's a whole nother can of worms as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could take so many tangents, but no. I would, I would seriously encourage you um, and anyone listening to pass it on to next generations. One yeah. of the most, one of the most fantastic things about our team at North Brisbane is that we have team members from fourteen to seventies
3: yeah. on our wow. team. It's a multi
0: generational team, and yeah. um, I value that so much. And every person on our team is there because they want to be there. Yeah, that, and there's. Um, there's sometimes a beautiful um, synergy where we have parents and children worshipping together or siblings or, you know, or or relatives or um, in some cases, do we have almost grandparents one time? Not quite yet, I don't think. But it's, (laughs) and and I know we're not the only place where that happens, that, you know, one generation um, declares your works to another, Mm. the psalm says. And it's, we should totally be embracing um, multi-generational. As you say, Dan, you know, retired people, so not off the hook. No, you've got a you've got a wealth yeah. of experience to pass on. Yeah, yeah? it's um.
1: There's... Wisdom doesn't retire, yeah. right? Like Wis- no, wisdom never no. retires. We need it.
0: God doesn't retire. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna use an analogy that I just thought of in my head just then, and it's, it could be horrible, but let's just see what happens. If it's bad, I'll cut it out. But it's like you're walking down the you go for a walk, right? You're walking down the street and you notice this beautiful tree. You stop and you look at the tree and you notice how beautiful that thing is. Mm -hmm. You can't stay there and just look at that tree because the next tree might also be beautiful. If you're staying in that one spot, you're never actually going to know the amount of beautiful trees around. So... That's how I feel about the generational passing mm. down of things. Um, I don't mm. know if that makes sense. Lou will tell me if it did yeah. or didn't because she's like the best word person on the planet. But <laughs> I, that's just what I was kind of picturing yeah. as we're talking about. Like, like you can't mm. hold on to the one thing. You always have mm. to be moving. You always have to be evolving. That doesn't yeah, mean that yeah. the tree is less beautiful once you've walked past it though, right? Mm. Like, that's you, an
0: excellent mm. point. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. You can still your... always
1: revisit that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The value of what has been good and beautiful in the past re- remains good and beautiful. Yeah, yes. um, and it's not changed by the fact that you that maybe it's not embraced in the same way or not as many people are seeing it. It's still good and beautiful. even yes. one person only ever sees it. There's a there's a fantastic um, verse in Proverbs that says, "Every scribe who is well instructed brings out of their storehouse both new and old." And particularly with song choice, this always speaks to me about the need to tap into um, a variety of experience and a breadth of experience and um, retain the wisdom that God wants us to keep including and tapping into from what he's taught us in the past, along with singing a new song and exploring um, the new lessons he has for us in the future. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and like I, I love the thought of the tree that it's still beautiful once you've walked past it. Yeah, love yeah. love that thought. Love that thought. Yeah, to me the generations it's always like the um, the baton passing, and and because I have no no children of my own biologically, um, I have a lot of spiritual children, and that excites yeah. me to think mm-hmm. that yeah. um, that's that and and to other people in various stages of life too. You know, you don't have to. Um, You don't have to influence the way that other people do. God has a a way for you to influence and bless and encourage Mm. and serve that is custom made for you. Hmm. Mm. And um, no one can do it but you. Yeah. So if you don't embrace your you-ness, is that a word? It, is, it now. is now. You know what I mean? Your identity. If you don't embrace your God-given identity. Uh, Ephesians 2:10. Go and read it in about six translations. It's so good. Um, <laughs> we're God's masterpiece and we are custom-made for the good for the for the good things that he's planned for us to do. And it's yep. not just about doing works. It's about being. It's about mm-hmm. living the living the good life that he's planned for us. Yeah. Yeah. And it's out of the overflow of that that um our lives affect everybody around us. So Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what will. <laughs> I'm ready to go for a run, <laughs> even though that makes no sense.
0: <laughs> uh, I won't be running anywhere unless it's to the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll saunter gently, I'll <laughs> <sort> <laughs> gently. Time. Well, there's a proverb that says that we could run when no one's chasing them.
2: So I've seen a meme about that. That's, I love it. <laughs> so <laughs> good. Oh man, wow, 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 this has been such a rich time already and I feel, I always say this with the podcast, it always goes a different way to what we expect, right? And it's always fantastic and wonderful (laughs) and the Holy Spirit always does its thing.
1: It's (laughs) true and I I feel like what's coming out of this is, this is such a a rich teaching podcast that is covering a lot of stuff to do with worship in general ooh, right yeah, which ooh. is which is pretty much why you're here Lou because yeah we know as part of the team that you're involved in we know what you work on and we know that you resource local teams mm-hmm. um that you have the ability to come up with complete training books if we gave you a week I'm sure you'd write <laughs> a novel for us um Might but, a couple of weeks. <laughs> but one thing I'm interested to hear, I guess, your, your thoughts on or, or what you could kind of produce to the world that is listening, the, the our parents, basically, are the <laughs> only people that listen, but it's great. Um, <laughs> around relationships in worship, yeah. right? So if mm. we're going, this, this is somewhat practical, but if we're going, you've got a worship team, um, mm. how important is the relations within that team and the relationship with God at the centre of that, right? Like, like <laughs> I feel like you, again, you'd write a novel on this if you wanted, but just talk oh, around, like, the relationship yeah. between each other in those groups, and it mm. doesn't have to be just music. Obviously, this is yeah. l- what Lou knows, but yeah. this could be in any creative realm, right? You have a group of artists, you have a group of yeah. W- yeah. whatever it is, spoken word yeah. people. Like, speak to the relationship between each other and maybe the humbling of yourselves and things Mm, like that. mm. I just feel like you've got a wealth of knowledge.
0: Oh, again, where does one begin? (laughs) Firstly, let let me say when it comes to relationships, we're always, always learning. And I I know I don't always do this well. Mm. Um, Not because I don't want to, but um, sometimes... Uh, and we're all different kind of people, different personalities. I'm an introvert and I loathe conflict. So doing things like having tough conversations is really difficult for me. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I don't always do what's necessary to maintain those relationships at maximum. And I regret that. And I'm working on that uh, because that's a part of healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. um, When when you're in a team is, is being um, honest and direct in a, in a loving way. And I, I always try to do that, but some, yeah, sometimes there's, there's ways I could do it better. Um, Team, worship team together. <laughs> Sorry,
1: it's a very um, broad question, yeah, but no, I just thought you'd be you'd nail it. Yeah.
0: Um it all comes back to purpose, I think. Mm. Um whether there's one of you or ten of you, if your job is to if your task, your responsibility is to lead God's people in worship. I'm thinking of worship teams right at the moment. Yep. Um, then your purpose is to lead people to experience God and to encounter God and to connect with God and that is the most important purpose and therefore the priority. Therefore, it's much less about what I want. It's much less about what even different people want. Um, It's about what will serve our people and what will help us all to worship God best together. Um, so that's, that's always the bottom line where I'm concerned, um, in terms of worship leading and worship as a team. Um, the awesome Michelle K. Michelle K. Browning, uh, I think was the first person I heard say, you're not a, a worship leader, you're a lead worshiper. And that whole concept is so good because it means you as a team, you are all lead worshipers as in your, you're the first ones who get to worship God in that place. Hmm. When you rehearse, when you come to church and get ready to, to serve on Sunday, you're the first people there who get to connect with God and you get to lead the people. It's kind of like, come with us, come mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. So um, that's, I think the the community aspect of that is really important to, to know that you are serving your community. You're part of a community within the team yourself. So you have to nourish and nurture your, your relationships on the community. Um, fundamentally, there does need to be somebody, um, I don't like the term, phrase calling the shots, but somebody setting the direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for the for, for the team and ultimately that's got to be the the, the leader of the church so um you're, you're working hand in hand with them um so and and that's sort of a, I guess a work in progress some some church leaders it's like to you to the worship leader you you, you do all that you go and run with that and they sort of let you know unleash you to do what you need uh and, and some it's more they'll sort of set a lot more structure around the direction that, um, the services or the themes or whatever are taking. So that's, that's a relationship you really need to, to be proactive about in, in, Mm. um, saying, yeah, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to serve, uh, I'm here to serve our church. How can I best do this so that we can all meet, meet our, our common goal, which is to, to glorify God and enjoy him together. You know, that's, that's, that's the bottom line. Mm. Um, so if, if I can say to any core officers listening, make sure you engage your worship leaders and, and, and mm. make it a, like a, a, um, an interactive and collaborative. That's what I'm looking for, collaborative mm. space. And if you're a worship leader, yeah, don't wait. Don't You can take the initiative. You can go yeah. to your leader and say, hey, um, give me more guidance around this or can I make a suggestion around this? You know, work on that relationship together because mm. the, the better that gets, um, the better your team will be and the better um, you'll be able to speak into and shape your congregational gathered worship where whatever it looks like wherever you are so that that's I guess relationships and community from a worship leading perspective um another aspect of that from just a creative perspective um it's creativity is an interesting thing. I like to say that everyone's creative because we're all made in the image of the creator. And so therefore yeah. we are all creators. I'm thinking more of the person who is an artistic creator.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, yep. So I, I differentiate between creatives and artistic creatives, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So if you're an artistic person, you, you may be inbuilt. Many of us, are, most of us are like this somewhere. Um, we, we tend to be very passionate. We tend to get worked up about <laughs> our art. Um, we, we tend to be, um, sometimes obsessive and we tend we tend to be um often not always but <clears throat> excuse me we often tend to be really emotional and um artistic spaces can be very competitive yeah and that's not helpful yeah. and it's not healthy um mm. they sh- um we're all better when we are our own best self and we're not competing with anyone but our previous version of ourself mm, and yeah. i have to wrestle with this constantly um just not comparing myself to other people and just learning to be my best self. Yeah. Um, and, and watching Sheldon, who's been engaged in the, the professional creative arts industry uh, as, as a singer, um, and particularly for those of us who are singers, you can't upgrade your instrument, just go buying a better one. <laughs> like uh, other instrumentalists can. You can yeah. buy a better keyboard or a better uh, a better trumpet or cornet, but you can't buy a better voice. Mm. So for singers, your um, your personality and your psyche and your emotional investment into stuff is a lot more personal mm. and it can be very difficult mm. um, if people don't like that or if yeah. they are, are critical or if there's competition entering the, entering the space. Mm. So um, relationships in there, um, I, I just have to keep coming back again to encouragement and being your own self, not someone else. Don't be a poor imitation of anyone else. Yeah. you know, Be your own best self and don't compete with other people and... Um, encourage others to be their best, best self. Um, even while you are honest, like, and you, you can be honest, um, and I think it's important to be truthful and say, look, there's there are things that could be improved in this space, or if you want feedback, how can I give that to you in a constructive fashion? But with a mindset and a framework always of being, how can this take you toward a better, a, another step toward being your better self, your best self, mm-hmm. your improved and yeah. most perfect artistic self that god made you to be mm. if that makes sense
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that makes definitely
1: sense. that was great
2: <laughs> so good and um, i um there was a couple of things that really stood out to me from that but like one of them was i guess um as lead worshipers love that love yeah. that term as lead worshipers there's almost like a weight of responsibility you hold mm, in the yes, sense of, yes. number one, creating that safe space where it's not competitive and it's kind and loving and all these things. And also in leading others in worship, that's a responsibility we mm. hold as as lead mm. worshipers. And I think we forget that sometimes. I think in, in just like, you might just feel like you're filling gaps or you're just doing mm. this to help somebody out, but there's actually a responsibility you have as soon as you Mm -hmm. engage in that space um and i guess i want to back it up a little bit and 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 ask you lou why is worship important in the first place and Mm. then like why should we even care about worship and therefore why should we care like the reverence in leading others in worship like i feel like you can't Hold that responsibility of leading others in worship if you don't revere and, like, you know, have that understanding of the importance for worship for yourself. So, I would yes. love to hear your thoughts yes. on that. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Um,
0: yeah, this is why we're developing this training, right? Because I can't fit it all into one. My- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, firstly, when I when we're talking about worship, we need to be careful what we're talking about, yeah. because. We use the word in many different contexts. So it, when I'm talking about being lead wor- worshippers, I'm primarily talking about those who are leading their congregation in gathered worship together. That mm-hmm. in that particular instance of worship, because mm-hmm. worship as a whole, of course, is much bigger than that. Yes. Um. Worship is a lifestyle and a perspective of twenty four seven. Yes. As well as the pathways that we use to connect with God. Yes. And even before yep. that, worship is our worship is everyone's purpose. Is what we're created to do. And um. Yeah, we we won't be happy till we find it. Basically, mm. if you don't worship God, you worship something else. But that's that's a whole other yeah. That's the first <laughs> module, so we'll do that one later. Um, if you're in New South Wales on the fifth of March, <laughs> yes, yes. she's just doing a training, and on the twelfth of March in Queensland, I intend to do one. So um, we'll talk more about that then. Um, yeah, but getting back to that um, that heart and importance is that you can't take someone somewhere you haven't been. Mm. you know if you're going to be a tour guide to somewhere you need to know the place otherwise people know you know yeah. <laughs> um integrity and authenticity are, are, are critical and people know if you're just talking about something that you know you had knowledge about um but not heart and gut knowledge of mm. to, to go back to what we we're talking about at the beginning so um if you yourself um in your heart and gut don't know what it is like to worship god with all your heart soul mind and strength um you're going to struggle to show other people what that's like.
1: Mm.
0: So, um, it doesn't, you know, it's a embrace that journey for yourself first. Mm. And, um, yeah, your own, oh, I can't remember who, where I heard it first, but there's a lot of really good worship teaching out there that encourages, you know, tapping into the quiet place, the hidden place, yeah. the secret place for, for lead worshipers that you need to know how to nourish your own soul and spirit mm. with God. You need to know what your own walk with him is doing and, um, where that's at so that you can take that responsibility seriously Mm. alongside that we also need to remember that there will be days that we just do not feel worthy that we don't feel we we have it all together that we who am i to get up there and lead this song because god you know what my week's been like you know you know where i've failed you know where i've messed up and why should i be the one standing here people think well, i'll have it all together and i so don't um and that's totally normal. I think mm-hmm. all worship leaders go, lead worshipers go through that as well. And it's God's grace that puts us in that place. He mm-hmm. He's the one who says, "I've chosen you for this, and I've put you here, and I've made you worthy." Mm-hmm. And it's not about you anyway. It's about leading <laughs> the people to meet me. You know. So um, that's mm. yeah. But it, there's a tension in that place. The tension of being totally yourself, immersed in 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 your relationship with God, but at the same time knowing that. Um, we're never going to have it all together and God is the one who puts us there anyway and being honest in that space.
2: Love Mm. it. Oh, yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. I'm just taking notes this entire time, by the way. Like I'm just...
0: uh, look,
2: hey, look, I have to say I am a bowerbird
0: when it comes to knowledge because all of this doesn't come out of my head. It comes from all the wonderful teaching I've had. Yeah. So I yeah. can't count the things I've read and the things I've attended and seen and heard that have informed all this. And mm. it's just boiled all down into my brain and it comes out my mouth. Um, sometimes in a, in a reasonably articulate fashion. Thank you, God. <laughs> and it's because of what God has taught me through the work of so many other wonderful people. Mm. Um, I don't really have any original ideas. It doesn't, it doesn't Ken, our boss, say, you know, always happy to steal a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm not really very original. Um, <laughs> you check out Robert Weber and, um, yeah, Matt Redman so, and um, Graham Kendrick. There's, there's great worship teachers out there Um there's, there's great information, but it's all got to come back to that, you know, heart first.
1: Yeah. Stuff. Yeah.
0: And as long as it does that, as long as it puts Jesus first in the center, it's all about helping other people to praise him and praising him well ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's gather all the information you can get and just keep passing it on to other people.
2: Let's get practical for a real second. Cause I love the yeah. practical side of things. Uh, mm. Give us your top couple of places. If people are like, yes, I want to learn more. I'm going to press into Jesus Mm, in my mm, personal mm. time, but let me get more information. Apart from the Worship Arts team of the Salvation Army, (laughs) where else, where should they go, Lou? Oh, Um, um, Is there, I mean, we can put links and things in our show notes, but are you like, Mm. these three organizations do great things, check out their work or this person. Give us a couple of places Mm. to go.
0: Well, in, in the Salvos in Canada, I know Simon Goff has put, and, and he, the team over there have got a great resource, um, worship leading, worship training um, flow, and the, the, a module they've developed for their team training. Mm-hmm. And it's really good and it's really practical, but mm-hmm. it also taps into that heart stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and th- another one is Worship Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're an international organization. They have a really good course that is free. Um, Great. you can just register with your email and you can run it with, it's, it's almost like a really good, um, seven session devotional and, um, team time, um, uh, mm. thing that you can do with a worship team and, and any team it's specifically focused towards musicians, but it's good for anyone really. Mm. Um, so th- I think that started in the UK with this people who did alpha, um, ah. but, but they're international. So WorshipCentral central, um, .com course, look for that one. Um, Worshiptraining.com I think is the worship training arm of praise charts and one of their um main developers and teachers is a, a gentleman by the name of Dan Wilt who's in Canada. He um has a plethora of excellent stuff. So um anything through that or his own site. Um I have to find the exact site, but it's um he, he does a lot of really good training. Um some practice if you want practical stuff, Music Academy, Worship Artistry are really good sites these are all like web st- stuff online yeah um in terms of books anything by robert weber is is worth a read um graham kendrick's got some good ones out there um oh, what's the other one i'm thinking of oh, i know there's a rec- couple of recent ones out that are also really good um
2: Look at yeah. you just resourcing just, everyone. Man.
0: Oh, look,
1: these are the things Did you just, just get name it. like 480 resources for people? <laughs> I don't want to hear from anyone that they don't have enough resources. We just email named... Email me. Lou email just named and I'll like 30. A million
0: links. I sent somebody a whole load of links this morning for, yes. for for keyboard and for vocal and stuff. And it's just, yeah, they're all there. You just yeah, a bit of creative Google or email me. I'll send yes. them
2: to you. Yes. Yeah. We will put... Uh, links for things in the show notes. Notes. We might yep. even chuck some stuff up on our website. So make sure you go check the it's, arts website. A lot of it's already
0: there actually. So, yeah. There you go. It's mm-hmm.
2: already there. Go check it. It's on the resources mm-hmm. page of our website. We'll make sure we'll put our website in the show notes as well. So there is, or mm-hmm. just email us, get in contact. There is so many resources out there to equip you. Plus mm-hmm. we'd love to just have a chat and like yeah. work with you through this. Um, mm-hmm. Apart from that, you know, our human resources mm-hmm. as well.
1: Mm. <laughs> um, I there is so much in this, and I feel like we could talk for like four hours. But <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll we'll do some honouring, Shush. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, that sounds good. Um, listen, Lou, you know that I love you. Well, I hope you know. <laughs> but um, I just want to honour you for who you are as a person yes. before anything else. Like, I yeah. want to honour you as a person before. Uh, an artist you know but Mm -hmm. who you are is an artist but it is always so apparent that jesus is at the center of everything yes. it is apparent that you are authentic yes and basically everything you've said for the last hour kind of focuses on that authenticity right yeah. like you're you're talking about purpose and you're talking about mm. heart all that is authenticity and you're not just saying that and then going and doing the opposite and no. i know that for a yeah. fact because i'm with you most days <laughs> now not with you online i'm with you so look <laughs> in uh, the spirit. but thanks covid in the spirit we're together but um You practice what you preach Which actually is quite rare um, And your heart is in the right place Plus you are super, super talented And I love it So I just want to honour you I just want to honour you for being awesome And continuing to do this And I know you've worked for the Salvos for a long time It can be hard when you're in the same setting for a long time So I want to honour you for sticking around And keeping your passion strong So Mm, there's my honour little bit for you
2: Thank you. Lou, we love you. Oh, my goodness, we love you. I don't know how anyone could not love you, Lou. (laughs) I'm sure I get up a lot of people. (laughs) Not here. Dan and I are like, we just love Lou. No, we love Lou. (laughs) It's true. Um, You said earlier, you know, this person uh, encouraged you and so you hope to encourage others. I can tell you for a fact you do that. You do that constantly encouraging others. You are an encourager you are so you are honest and empathetic, which I just like you have such empathy and love for other people, which can be so um it's just not common in the world. People think about mm. themselves so often and you are always thinking about others and always caring for others and oh, Lou, I just cannot sing your praises enough and um I am so thankful for you in my life personally. I'm grateful that we get to work alongside you. I'm grateful for the way Jesus has used you. Uh, Even just last week when I was having a bad day, I'll tell everyone, uh, I was having a bad day and Lou and I were in a meeting and I said, Lou, I've had a really bad day. And she said, you know what, let's just stop and pray. And oh my goodness, that prayer just Mm. changed the rest of my day. And so I am incredibly thankful for the impact you have on my life, but also the way you've impacted so many people so many people's lives and so I just want to honor you I hope you receive this receive all the love and encouragement (laughs) I pray it lifts your spirit because we are we're so thankful for you Lou and thank you for coming on this podcast as well and sharing just like I feel like just a snippet of all the wisdom and all the learnings you've had Uh, but thank you for sharing that with everyone I want, CIM CIM <laughs> <laughs> I want to share it's one more anecdotal
1: I want to share one more anecdotal story, right? Yeah. It, we had just got our roles and I hadn't technically started the job yet. I just had the job, right? And I get a call from Lou. And she <laughs> she's like, "Hey, I just wanted to touch base because I'm listed as like your 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 buddy or oh, something." Yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember yeah, that. I bit. didn't even
1: know there was like some kind of buddy out there. She <laughs> gave me a call and she was like, how are you feeling with everything? How are you going? Are you, do you feel like this is going to be great? That sums up Lou as a person 100%. to a T. Like she... Listen, I probably wouldn't have rung someone. That was like, <laughs> like, it was, she just rang me to make sure I was okay. I think I, gotta I was be honest.
0: Night. I, that was so hard. Like, I, I, I had to steal myself for about half an hour to do that because, re, yeah, introvert, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I, but God made me do it. I can maybe do it, but God made me do it even more.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that, it, that even shows that sums yes. you up even more, then. Yes. Like, you're still going to, it's uncomfortable for you, but you're still going to do it because. Yes. You're just yeah. an empathetic, lovely person and that Jesus is looking is, out for other people.
2: Jesus is always at the centre of everything yeah. you do, Lou. Everything, like honestly, it, it just comes through in everything and we're so, yeah. we're so grateful. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. You're the best. Thanks You're the best, Lou. We
2: love you, Lou. I feel, I feel very humbled by all of this. <laughs> what an episode, Dan.
1: Whew. I know. Look, we might be a bit biased here because <laughs> we're a part, of, we're, we're, you know, me, as mentioned, we're a part of the same team. But Lou's, Lou's got an She's idea, legit. doesn't she? She's yeah. legit. Yeah. Um, I got heaps out of that. I um, know.
2: I feel like uh, when we go back and listen, we're going to have to like pause it every two seconds and just mm. digest everything she says as you go, you know.
1: Yeah, and there was so much depth to everything that she was saying. Like, there's so mm. many layers upon what she was talking about. So, hopefully, you listeners got as much out of it as, as we did. Because yeah, we I hope thought so. that was amazing. Yeah. Um, hey, shush. Yeah. Just quickly. Uh huh. If you are an avid listener, oh yeah, or not, or you think that there's someone who could be an avid listener uh-huh, one day, uh-huh. what could you do?
2: Well here's what you got to do. If you've got to this point already and you haven't subscribed, what are you doing, guys? Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode that comes out. They come out every Wednesday fortnight. So every two weeks on a Wednesday. But click subscribe and then you won't have to remember. It'll just pop up automatically. But Mm -hmm. also, if you really like this podcast and you think it's good <laughs> or worth <laughs> sharing, we would love if you would share it, share it on social media, text mm. your friends, call your friends, tell everybody. Uh, Cause we, again, we just want to get this out to as many people as possible who would benefit and not because mm. we want to increase our platform or increase, you know, our own, Agenda, as opposed to we pray this podcast would be used for God's glory and God's kingdom and spur people on in their journeys, particularly Christian creatives. So we just want to see that increase to its its biggest measure. So Mm. if you know somebody who would benefit from listening to this podcast, we would love if you would share it with them uh, and pray and, and hope God uses it.
1: Yes, our prayer is that this is a resource for people, right? Yeah. So, look, there's almost two seasons full of resourcing out there. That's a lot of hoping. listening. So, look, even if you don't like all the episodes, surely <laughs> there's one you like. So, yeah, right. please feel free to share, subscribe, leave comments, send us emails. We put our our Worship Arts email on every description as well. Hit us uh, up. We'd the, love to chat to you. Please. And on that note... Mm. Uh, If if you have been inspired or something has challenged you or there's something you want to further develop or further dive into that you've heard in this episode, Mm -hmm. chances are us as a team have conversed around the same subject. And possibly offer some kind of help or guide or on-hand experience for you guys. So uh, like we kind of briefly mentioned, Lou is putting together packages for worship teams. Mm -hmm. She has been in contact with local worship teams. Mm -hmm. Um, A variety of us have gone around to different cores to talk about how to expand some of the creative opportunities at a local level. So we just want to say if you have any inkling towards that stuff, hit our team up. We want to come to you and we want to help you as much as we can. We want to learn from you um, and hopefully teach you some cool stuff. So please, please reach out to our team. That's a shameless team plug.
2: 100%. But, you know, like whether you're like, hey, I want, you know, come and hang out with my worship team and let's do some training or whether it's, I don't know, there might be like training days in in an area where you live coming up. Mm. So like Mm. just stay tuned pretty much. But if there's something we can help with let us know we are here for you we want to help and support you so if you have a great idea and you're like hey come hang out at my core at my church and we'll do something great we're gonna probably say yes
1: yeah we'll be there in a scurry we will scurry there no
2: matter where no matter matter
1: where where, we'll get there (laughs) uh and in saying that there is actually a couple of big days coming up so we would tell you keep your eyes peeled on Mm. our facebook page to see if those events Concern your area of interest or physical location.
2: That's it. That's it. Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your eyes peeled. Good things coming.
1: That's right. We love you all. We We hope that you enjoy your listening experience. Catch (laughs) you later, avid listeners. (laughs) See you later, you avid gentlemen and ladies.